I was working at a Holiday Inn in Omaha, Nebraska, back in my college days. Normally, I was a bellman, but sometimes I worked the desk. One day, an odd-looking guy comes up to the front desk. He's wearing clothes straight out of the 1970s, like a super creepy version of Dan from The Good Guys. Aviators, greasy hair, with a massively receding hairline, and a moustache. He has a cane, and walks with a pretty severe limp. He asks me where he can get paramedic patches. He says he was called into town on a special assignment to help out with paramedic duties, but they make him provide his own patches. This all seemed pretty damn odd to me, so I told him I didn't know where he could buy them, and he eventually left. Later, I got a call to a room to check out the hot water. There was a report that the hot water wasn't working, it was coming out cold. I went to the room, knocked on the door, and an old lady in a nightgown answered it. I introduced myself, but she didn't respond. She just stood there motionless. Her mouth was agape the whole time. The way you'd imagine a lobotomized person to look. I saw a motionless pair of legs lying on the bed, but I didn't look around the corner to check it out. I went to the bathroom, turned on the water, and it was instantly extremely hot. The old lady never said a word, and I told her that the hot water was working just fine and I quickly left the room. Later, the creepy man from before arrives back up at the desk, complaining that he called about the hot water not working in his room. Naturally, I connected the dots, and an oh god, not this mindset set in. I followed him back to his room at an extremely slow pace. He was very dependent on his cane. When we got to the room, the old lady was standing there, still agape in her nightgown, not saying a word. This time, though, I could see that the pair of legs on the bed were attached to an old man, now sitting. The old man sat there motionless, also agape, and not saying a word, just looking at me. I explained to the creepy man that I'd already been there, and that the hot water was working just fine. The weird part was that he didn't care at all about the water. He got out a duffel bag. From the duffel bag, he pulled a stuffed Bugs Bunny doll, held it out at arm's length, and offered it to me. I reached for it, not knowing why, and he pulled back in a mine, don't touch it, kind of manner. He held it out again, as if he were offering it to me. I reluctantly reached out to grab it, and once again, he pulled it back. The old man and woman kept staring at us, not saying a word but smiling with their mouths open and making laughing sounds the entire time this is all happening. He then took a Donald Duck doll out of his bag. He held it out to me. I didn't reach for it. He kept holding it out. So, I reached for it. He immediately pulled it away in that same you-can't-have-that reaction. I backed out of the door and told them to have a good stay and never saw them again. This is one of the creepiest stories from my aunt's tenure as the general manager of a fairly busy hotel in Sacramento. It was an otherwise normal and quiet weeknight when a guest called the front desk 
to ask if he had sent someone to check on her air conditioning. As there was a maintenance worker outside her door, who said he needed to come in and work on it. It's hot in Sacramento, and she'd been using the air conditioning that day. It seemed fine, and she got a bad vibe, so she called to check. The hotel hadn't sent anyone. The front desk attendant told her to lock her door as thoroughly as possible, called security, and they rushed to her room. The guy was gone. The guest told them that she'd had a fairly quiet night. She'd gone out for dinner, come back to the hotel, relaxed in the hot tub for a while, and then headed back to her room. And twenty or so minutes later, the guy knocked on her door. The hotel staff went to review the security footage, and eventually found the tape of her sitting in the hot tub alone. They watched her get out. Then, saw us about ten seconds later, a guy climbed out from behind some nearby bushes, and went off in the same direction she had. They weren't able to identify or find the guy, and never had another report of a fake handyman. The following story took place in 2004. The dialogue is paraphrased, but accurately conveys what happened. Every year during March break, my family would drive roughly two hours into the city from our rural town to enjoy a college basketball tournament. We routinely stayed at a large, reputable hotel, minutes from the downtown core, and were no strangers to the city. This year was different. There had been a rash of violent muggings and swarmings in the downtown core of the city, which had left many severely injured. I remember reading about these attacks in a newspaper and feeling scared. Those reports rattled me in a way typical news stories didn't, possibly because I wasn't used to the threat of violence so close to home. It was Saturday night, around 11pm, and my family, Mum, Dad and my little sister were winding down and preparing for bed. It's worth mentioning at this point that my mother is naturally paranoid, much more so than other mums. While it can be annoying at times, it often leaves us prepared for bad situations. Tonight would be one of those times. I was sitting on the second of two beds, furthest from the entrance to the room, when there was a knock at the door. Room service, a voice called out. My parents glanced at each other, I my mum mentioned for my dad to look through the peephole in the door. We didn't order anything, said my dad as he sized up the short, stocky white male standing outside our door. He had with him a trolley with what appeared to be a meal on it, and was wearing a green hotel uniform. Are you sure? he responded. I've got an order here for room 4109. The guy at the door didn't sound pushy or out of place at all. In fact, if it wasn't for the recent violence in the city, we probably wouldn't have had our guard up in the first place. However, that night my parents were certainly cautious, and my father firmly told the man at the door that we didn't order any food. He left politely, without incident. We had little reason to be suspicious, and my dad wanted to chalk it up to a mistake on the hotel's behalf and get to bed. However, my mother eventually persuaded him to call the front desk to check that everything was on the up and up. Fifteen minutes or so after the man had left our door, my dad got off the phone with the front desk. They have no record of us ordering food and their room service staff wear white, not green, he said grimly. 
I noticed my mother's face whiten, and my sister looked scared. The hotel immediately sent up security to our floor, to see if the intruder was still around. They checked on us, then went about searching the floor. Security came back to our room a few minutes later, telling us they had found an empty trolley in the stairwell, and that there was no one to be found. With that, they departed, and we triple-checked the locks on the door before hitting the hay. The next morning, I was the first one awake. I didn't want to turn on the TV and wake my family, and there was no newspaper in the room, so I booted up my dad's laptop and checked the local newspaper's website. The first headline read, Man Stabbed Outside City Hotel. Apparently, at roughly 11.30 the previous night, right after we had turned away the fake hotel employee at our door, a pedestrian had been attacked outside our hotel in the middle of the sidewalk. He had been stabbed twice and then badly beaten in plain sight, yet his wallet wasn't stolen. The article went on to say that there was no apparent motive for the mugging. It was pure violence for violence's sake. It only mused as to why the pedestrian had been stabbed to the point where he couldn't fight back, but then beaten by hand. I woke my parents up right away and showed them the article. My mother became very nervous and checked about the room, even though it was now morning, while my dad looked very angry and reached for the phone. Naturally, we contacted the police and told them our story about the previous night. We provided as much information about the man at our door as possible, thinking he may have been responsible for the assault, but no one was ever caught. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thankfully, we had several inches of locked door between us and the fake employee. It may have just saved our lives. Hi guys, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's video. Next video on the channel will be the continuation of the American Monsters series. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have an idea for a video, your own personal story to tell, or even a creepy pasta that you want to share, please feel free to email them to me. Uh, it's probably the best way to do it. If you want to get in touch with me, I have a Facebook page and also a Twitter feed. It's probably easiest to find me on Twitter, so come and say hello. And until next time, sleep tight. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.